Brian, hey, you've really got to change that voicemail greeting. It's not that funny. And do you really need to make fun of that many ethnic groups in your voicemail greeting? Anyway, I thought we were recording tonight. What's the deal? I thought we had talked about tonight at 9 o'clock. The text thread went dead a few days ago when we set that as a recording time. I've been meaning to talk to you about some other weird stuff that's been happening the last couple of days. I can't get into the SSEU podcast email account or the Twitter account. That's weird, right? I mean, I'm guessing you guys are locked out, too. I guess I'll have to call my service provider and ask. Anyway, I think the Twitter account has been hacked because it's still tweeting stuff out. Anyway, since you guys must not have seen all the texts that I've been sending you over the past few days, I just wanted to give you a call and, and connect so we can plan to record over the next few days. I don't know which tonight works for you. Also, I figured out your menchies on Twitter must be overwhelmed because I've tweeted at you a bunch of times and have not heard back. And I'm sure you're too busy uh, with all the kids you have to check the DMs I've been sending you. I've got some really good ideas for the show, but I guess we can talk about that in foreplay for the next recording, which I thought was tonight. Okay, get me back. I'm guessing you didn't get the other voicemails I've been sending you. Weird. I guess I'll have to call my service provider. Anyway, we'll be in touch. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to another episode of the SSEU Podcast, the place for intelligent discussion. You can find the SSEU Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, and wherever else you normally listen to podcasts. You can reach us on Twitter at SSEU Podcast or email us at sseupod at gmail.com. Chris is off this week. Last we heard he was attempting to find a breakfast burrito somewhere in Colorado. Ryan has also been delayed due to work and is not able to join us at this time. These are definitely not excuses that I manufacture to get an entire episode to myself. Anyway, I figured that we should start with the important stuff. I spent the past weekend in DC where it appears that I accidentally stepped in it over lunch at the Palm. Uh, if you listen to the most recent episode of the Sub Beacon, you'll have an idea about what happened. Besides that little mishap, I had a great trip. Uh, and I met some of the members. Hello? Hey. Hey. Ha hey, Thomas. Oh, hello. I'm here. What's uh, up? No one invited you. I know, but uh, <laughs> that's never stopped me before. Okay. Well, Flag, uh, well, welcome, to, welcome to the Political Science Podcast. I heard you were a, a couple men down tonight, so. You know, it's, what do they call it? Addition by subtraction? <laughs> no one wants to listen to just you monologuing. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, in Princeton. Just had a nice... Uh, dinner after an interesting lecture. And how is Flag Junior? Flag Five. He's the fifth. Yeah, he's good. Fractured his arm on Sunday night playing soccer. Uh, so it was actually, I was supposed to come down to Princeton Sunday night, but I had to take him home from Newburgh, New York, which is about two hours south of me. So I had to drive him back up, and uh, he was well, in. Is that is that? Is that the closest hospital to you guys, or what? No, no, no. So he, his soccer game was in Newburgh, which is two hours south of us. And then I we got on the road, and I was just going to take him home and go to the emergency care when we got 
home to Saratoga um, because we didn't think, you know, what, he was in pain, but he wasn't, um, right after it, he wasn't in so much pain that we thought it was fractured, but um, the pain started to get worse. So I, we got off the highway, gosh, I think in Kingston, New York, and went to a random hospital and um, he got an x-ray and it was indeed fractured. You called this something I hadn't heard before, like a green stick? No. Yeah. So that's what they call it, a green stick fracture, which I guess is if you take a a stick that's not dead and you try to snap it at first it bends but eventually it snaps but it snaps in kind of shards okay. so i guess they're trying to describe that the, the you know the fracture isn't like a clean break but it's you know probably lots of little smaller fractures so, so he'll be in a he'll be in a cast for i think a month as oof. well no, four. I think four weeks actually, not quite a month. So. So how how did it happen? Like, was he in a challenge with another kid or? Oh, there was it was kind of a loose ball, and so he was on defense, and he he tried to get to the ball before the offensive player did. So they were both running towards the ball, and they they just slammed into each other. Okay. Okay. And so I think his arm either hit on another kid's bone or or maybe his own hip bone or something yeah he was in he was in a fair amount of pain how serious of a team is this you know it's a travel team so mm-hmm. they they play you know other other elite club teams in new york state and this spring they're in i think a better league than they're they have been in the past so they're you know traveling i think that was one of the furthest games he's had that was two hours away and then i think I don't know if he'll miss this game, but in a few weeks they're scheduled to play another team in Westchester, which is the county north of New York City. So yeah, it's a pretty serious. What, what's their serious, What's their record? Uh, they're good. They, I mean, including the indoor season, they're like forty-four, three and one or something. Holy crap! Okay, yeah, that's that's really good. They don't lose much. Flag five. Does he have a favorite soccer team? Not really. He does. He does watch the Premier League. Um, and um, when he when he gets a chance, and he'll kind of watch what's ever on. But I don't think he kind of has picked a particular team. His coach is a big Chelsea fan. Okay, yeah, screw that. Flag five and I, we should have a chat uh, yeah. about which team that he needs to support. Explain to him whom he should root for. I'm sure he. Uh, last time I was in DC uh, back in November for uh, SwampCon, uh, you and I did some sightseeing. Library of Congress. We walked around the Capitol, the Washington Monument. We made. Yeah, it- and then I and then I had to to um, carry that stupid baby around. <laughs> 30 pounds. Yeah. He was, it was exhausting. And she got increasingly angrier the closer we got to the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, that was that was the beginning of it all. <laughs> I did go back to the Lincoln Memorial uh, and after seeing more of them this weekend, I think that I think it's your favorite too, right? The the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, oh yeah, out, definitely. Out of the ones in the like in the National Mall area. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, there's there's this focus on Lincoln in the middle, sitting there in his chair, which almost looks like a throne. And then you have the, the two pivotal speeches on the walls next to him. And so it, it's very clean, it's very simple, the architecture is nice, and it's looking out over the mall. And uh, so when <laughs> I think I texted this to you. While I was uh, at the Lincoln Memorial, there was this guy next to me talking to his friend who suggested that one of the speeches uh, was the Articles of Confederation or something like that. <laughs> uh, and he was obviously talking about the Gettysburg Address. I did 
also get to see the Jefferson Memorial. Jefferson is underrated, but it's a little hard to get to. <laughs> Sits there on the water overlooking the, the basin and you can see the MLK Memorial from it. I, I thought I thought that it was it was quite pretty actually. And then when you walk around there you get to FDR and MLK. Neither of which are good. So what the hell is going on with the FDR one? Yeah, I'm indifferent to that one. I think the real crime is the MLK one, which looked Stalinist almost. It's really wretched. In addition to the memorials, I went to the Air and Space Museum and I went to the Natural History Museum. At the Natural History Museum, I found a Hope Diamond, started to plan a, a heist. <laughs> Air and Space is pretty good. In, you know, in true socialist, communist spirit, they're all free. So it's perfect. Have, uh, have you been celebrating today, by the way? Celebrating? It's International Workers' Day. Oh, uh, no. No? I'm the opposite of that. I hate the workers. Oh. <laughs> the, the 1st of May, or International Workers' Day, is actually celebrated on the 1st of May because of a labor incident in Chicago, I think. Really? I did uh, not know that. It's called, uh, it is called the Haymarket Affair. I believe oh, right. some unionists, some workers died, but also five or six police officers or something like that. And then uh, the, the, the pan-national uh, labor movement decided to make May 1st their day and to um, call for, what, like a shorter work day, some other demands for the proletariat, and, of course, for universal peace. Yeah, if you didn't go to the um, May Day Parade in Prague, you would have been in deep trouble. Uh, during the Soviet Union? Yeah. What, what? Yeah, there, there was required oh. attendance at the May Day Parade. Okay, so sort of like Americans and the 4th of July. No one makes you go to the 4th of July Parade, Thomas. You're not going to get imprisoned if you don't. One of my first experiences with the International Workers' Day was, I think it was 6th grade, where... We sold uh, pastries and coffee and, and cookies at the, like, the post-rally celebration for the Social Democratic Party to fund our school trip or class trip. It's, it's, it's actually a fun spectacle. I recommend it. Uh, Ryan, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Why would I be here? <laughs> well, what, what was Right it? on time. What was it you said earlier today, Flag? If he is 45 minutes late, you're quitting? Or you, you made some sort of threat? Yeah, I make empty threats all the time. Oh, is but that... I, wasn't, I wasn't 45 minutes late. An hour and five minutes late. <laughs> right. <laughs> is, that, is that why your students don't respect you in the classroom? Because you just make empty threats? Yes, that's exactly correct. Uh, so, Ryan, how was your day? It's long. It's been a long day. and But... Uh, I had to go to the grocery store after I uh, picked up the boys from school. They hate going to the grocery store. They'd rather stay at home, but they didn't have a choice. And so they're being bad, and I was trying to hurry. And I always go through, if I can, I always try not to get enough things so that I can't go through the self-checkout because I refuse to go to the store if I have to have a human cashier check me out. They're being terrible. I'm, it's finally my turn. It's really busy because it's, you know, it's like five o'clock. So I, I'm scanning our stuff. And I hear Jack kind of like behind me saying something over and over. But I didn't, first couple times, I didn't quite catch what he's saying. And I just keep scanning the stuff. And then I hear it and I hear him saying, that's not healthy. That's not healthy. 
that's not healthy. And I, I don't turn around. I just am like still scanning. I'm just like, Jack, hush. <laughs> and so I'm scanning and I finally finish and he's still say he's that's not healthy. And is he commenting on someone else? On everyone else's <laughs> carts. <laughs> I, I I like didn't I when I turn around I realize that like he's pointing at because the self checkout thing is like a four way checkout. So there's like there's like two people across from us checking out at the same time, and then there's another person to the left of us checking out, and so he's just like in all directions. That's not healthy. And I'm just like, Jack, stop. And like the person closest to us is just like looking at me like, what's, what's wrong? And I'm just, and then I just look and I said, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> Did we leave? <laughs> all right. So, so a uh, uh, question. What, where do I have no idea why where, he started. Were these people fat? Uh, some, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there were a lot of people in line and around us, and they were all just kind of like, who is this kid? You know, I, I, since Jack has started playing basketball, he's like, he started, he's, talk, he's talked about like wanting to be like a fit man. He says that all, that's the phrase he uses now. <laughs> and I don't know where he got that from. And so he's. Were you buying him baby carrots and, and the like for his snack? No, I was buying chicken nuggets <laughs> and, you know, bread and milk so uh, you know nothing that's on the slow carb diet that's for sure and uh but uh, he was judging everyone else's carts <laughs> I, I don't know Good times. i don't know why that happened but it was funny did, did you tell the story on the podcast about what Rhett said when he was going to bed one day uh, which which thing is this when when he had apparently been on the bottle yeah, yeah, he was going to bed, and he just, like, walked in the kitchen behind me, and then was walking towards the stairs, and was patting his stomach, and just said, oh, I'm so drunk right now. I was just like, what? He said, I'm so drunk right now. And then he finally said, like, I can't eat anything else. And so I realized he thinks that being full means drunk. It'll be useful later in life. Yeah. Oh, Ryan, you should have heard Flag Fives, his soccer teams. You should have heard their record. They have like 50 wins and two losses or something like that. It's insane. What's their excellent soccer team? How many, how many years is that over? This has been this 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 year because they played indoors indoor soccer too. Fifty two games this year. Well, I might have exaggerated, like forty five games maybe. Forty five, I think. Even still, yeah, that is a, a lot ton of, of soccer. What position does he play? Plays defense, and he has a fractured arm. What position on defense does he play, though? Left back. Okay. Or sometimes center back. That's yeah. a rough position because yeah. you get yell you can get yelled at by your. I played goalie in high school, and so I would occasionally yell at my fullbacks. Yeah, he gets knocked around a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the other themes from this weekend was that after SwampCon, Katya, who is uh, Matt's better half, asked Matt if if. I am gay. To which Matt replied, he's not gay, he's just European. And uh, that continued to be a theme throughout the weekend. Rick also accused me of being a misogynist, which could, could not be more wrong. I hate all people. I don't know how anyone would get the idea that you're the least bit misogynist. <laughs> I, I don't know, but there is... Out a, of total... Let's just out of left field. He's I, so misogynist, he's gay. There is this... 
new stupid sketch show on Netflix. The show's called I Think You Should Leave, and it's just a sketch comedy. It is so stupid, but it is so funny. And there is one sketch where it's a horse ranch that promises all the horses have man-sized penises. (laughs) Like, you'll never feel like less of a man here. We promise all the horses have a smaller dick than you. (laughs) Speaking of Netflix, on, I believe it was on Monday, Netflix released a new special with uh, Yeselnik. Yeah. Fire in the Maternity Ward. Have, Have you watched it yet? Right. I've watched half of it so okay. far. Is it good? He promises that it's going to be amazing. Yeah, he says that it's. He says it's his best one. I don't know. I so far, I still think I like his last one, Thoughts and Prayers, more than this one. But I'm only halfway through. There's this one so far is just like joke, joke, joke. There's no. There's not a lot of story in this one, and maybe. He transitions to that in the second half, but uh, yeah, so far it's just um, you know setups and then a, a typical joke that he would tell. And I mean, it's it's funny. It's I, I like it, but uh, I, I still so far I still think I like the other one better. Uh, I don't think we've asked you, Flag. Are you a, a Nick fan? No, he's not. Uh, a little, sort of. I enjoy him. I mean, that's not my favorite kind of comedy, but I no, didn't it. didn't you describe it as the simplest form of comedy or something like but that? But he's the best at it, though. And when somebody's the best at it, I mean, yeah. it's okay. I can, I'll sign on for that. That's transition flag. I believe that we have a new uh, We Harmony ad testimony or something like that. Well, I wouldn't call it an ad, and it's um, <laughs> certainly not a testimony. Oh. The opposite of both of those things. Um, yeah, it's a it's a note from a dissatisfied customer, woman named Jordan Zimmerman. Uh, yeah, I got this note in the SSEU pod mailbox. Jo- um, Jordan Zimmerman is that is that Jewish? Anyway, go on, go on. <laughs> so yeah, here I'll just read you the the, the email. It said, uh, "Please read this on your show." I've tried to reach the Z Harmony folks on Twitter and on their website. Nobody returns my calls. I've left like 30 messages. It's almost like it's not a real company. I don't understand. But maybe I can send, send them a message through you guys on your podcast. Oh, right. She says, my son Nathan completed both phases of the app. Just shut the fuck up and total blankness. <laughs> it seemed to work for him. No bias instant reports. No confrontations with his gender studies professor. He seems fine. But there seem to be some unfortunate side effects. His girlfriend, Brittany, well, she says they're having intimacy issues. (laughs) She can't really tell what is making him happy, if you know what I mean. He just stares at her with that expressionless gaze in pretty much every context. Just imagine how unnerving that must be. If you can help me pass this along to the Z Harmony folks, I'd appreciate it. Jordan's. So, uh, sounds like it worked. To yeah. Me. It sounds like it worked, but it's worked in ways that uh, have some. Well, I, I feel you know. like we need more detail. Like, is is Jordan, or n- not Jordan, is. Uh, her son, yeah. Um, is her son's girlfriend a racist? Is she a saddener? Does she speak with a sudden accent? Would she rather have. 
the personality, but him be racist? Good question. I don't feel I mean, like I can make an unbiased assessment of this. Do you think I should email her back or just try to pass it along to the We Harmony people? I don't think we I don't think we want to be in the position of being spokespersons for We Harmony. Yeah, I will. I definitely don't think that we should be handing. I mean, handling customer complaints. I mean, you never hear that on a podcast where you know you advertise for something. Can you imagine if you know the substandard? They were if Quip just started sending them their customer complaints to to read those on the air. I don't think that that's how that's supposed to go. Wait, wait. Are, are we getting paid for this for the read you just did? Not for that one. I don't think. So why did we do it? I think it's because it's the right thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Out of decency, you know. Yeah, because that's you know how you know how the corporate world can be. Yeah. And if unresponsive. <laughs> Yeah, and, and if there's anything that this podcast is about, it is about doing the right thing. I don't know how many times I've said it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, our main topic of conversation today. We're going to be talking about sports movies. Uh, I don't believe... Flag, do you actually have a ranking of your favorite sports movies? I do have a ranking. You actually have a ranking? I uh, sort of have a ranking. I have a top five ranking are not necessarily the best sports movies, but they are some of my favorites. But I figured that we, we could talk about a few other movies that I don't believe uh, appear on either of our lists. A lot of people, and they talked about this back in the substandard days, they talked about a few baseball movies, movies like Field of Dreams. And I believe Flag, for example, you're, you're not a fan of that movie. No, pretentious garbage. Pre- Hate it. Wow. Yeah. That's correct. That, that's so. Like so, what what does it get wrong? It just over intellectualizes and romanticizes, and I hate James Earl Jones in it. It's stupid, and I hate the ghost coming out of the corn, and, the, and I hate it. His dad doesn't know how to throw a baseball. <laughs> dad, can we have a catch? Shut up. <laughs> Uh, but but baseball movies exist in abundance, don't they? Yes, they're way too there many. are a bunch of them. Uh, and Flag, you said earlier that most of them are garbage? That might be an overstatement, maybe. I mean, I don't know about most of them, but it just seems like there's so many of them that uh, you're bound to get a lot of garbage. Yeah, I, I think a, I, a lot of them are garbage. I, I don't like a lot of them. And, and the actors obviously can't play that. That takes me out of it often. I don't know if that's fair or not, but it does. I mean, one of my favorite sports movies is, in fact, a baseball movie. But I'll mention that when we get to our our rankings. But um, yeah, there's just a lot. Of, yeah, mine too. A lot uh, of crap. Uh, so, so l- let me throw out a few baseball movies then. So, The Sandlot. Not a fan. I mean, I, I it's I didn't put it on my list. I mean, it was I was a little bit too old for The Sandlot. I think I watched it, but. I attempted to watch The Sandlot as a grown-up after arriving in the in the U.S. fresh off the boat, and it's it, no, I, like maybe if I were seven, eight years old, I would have enjoyed it, but I, I really didn't. Okay, what about The Natural? Uh, kind of interesting, um, but t- too long. Yeah, it's yeah, it's on my list. It's okay. I mean, it's not. It's some of the. I don't know. Some of it is just weird. For the love of the game. Okay. I don't like that one. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. 42. Don't know that one. That's 42? the movie about uh, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. It, it came out just a couple of years ago. I've seen it once. 
I remember thinking it was fine. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It was okay. Uh, I assume uh, as number one, Ryan, that you have Hoosiers on your list. Uh, no. No. Uh, is it second? No. Third? No. Fourth? Uh, I don't think so. No. Fifth? It is. Oh, Ryan doesn't it's, have a list. It's four. He didn't figure out how to use his list app on his phone. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, but I feel like we briefly talked about Hoosiers on a different podcast, or a different episode. Uh, yeah, But I don't, I don't remember what mm. you said. Did you like it or not? This is when you told that inaccurate story about the kid from your high school, right? <laughs> yeah, I knew we were going to get to this. <laughs> he was not a kid from my high school. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not old enough to go to high school with any of the kids, <laughs> the guys that were in Hoosiers. <laughs> That's amazing. That kid must have been in high school for a long time. <laughs> I like, yeah, took I like don't, one course at a time for 20 years. I used to like it, but, you know, as I got older, I was just like, you know, Gene Hackman punched one of his players in the face in basketball, <laughs> and we're supposed to be like, oh, he needs a second chance. Why? There are no other coaches that haven't punched. All right, here's the – we need a coach. Uh, we can have this guy or this guy. Have any of them punched – a basketball player in the face. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's just let's take him off the list. So uh, I hope Ryan never does anything wrong in his life. <laughs> I'm not saying that like he should never like he should, you know, be. I'm saying he probably shouldn't be coaching high school basketball I- I- again. He's a really good coach, though. Not in today's <laughs> NBA. He'd be trying to make them pass the ball four times before a shot. I don't think so. But but so. Four shots before one pass. But so, are both of you saying that baseball doesn't really make for a good, good sports movies? Uh, no, not necessarily. I just think that that um, I mean, baseball is such a kind of central sport in American life. I mean, it used to be the American sport much more than it is now, obviously. And so, this I just think there's a tendency to um, kind of ro- romanticize it and wax poetic about it in a way that lends itself to these movies that then are sort of overly intellectual and almost treat baseball in a kind of mythic way and i just maybe it's because i've never i mean i played little league but i didn't play baseball for very um very long so i'm just not that attached to it i mean i like it i appreciate the sport but i don't for me it's like romantic attachment to it in the way that lots of people do for me a lot of it is the ideas about actually playing baseball in baseball movies are are just wrong and just like the old school you know that's how you play the game hit behind the runner you know sacrifice and all this kind of stuff that's in you know where it's hustle and the little things that is what you know makes baseball great like i just don't believe that so i don't really like those movies is there a sport that you do think make for good sports movies? Well, well Ryan loves hockey movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure Ryan fully understands what hockey actually is. Confident he doesn't. I mean, this will be, I guess, a kind of preview of my list. But the, the, So there's one movie on my list that is a movie about running. And, and then there's what, a movie that's not on my list but is a great movie that I haven't seen in a long time is Chariots of Fire. And so I think it's a bit of a surprise that uh, there are good movies about running. And the abstract does not seem like it would be that... Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean at least... It, it's, well, as far as at least 
I mean, it's easier to, you know, it's one less thing to worry about having to film a scene about running versus having to see film, you know, a football scene or a that's true baseball that's, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Flag and I were talking about this uh, in foreplay that there we don't think that there are that many great American football movies. Mm, no. And that might be because of what you say, that it's hard to capture on film and make it look plausible, unless you're willing to cut in real footage or something strange. Or just cut people. Let's let's get to our lists. So, Ryan, how about you go first? Number 10, I have He Got Game, which... I don't know what that is, actually. That's um, not Ray Allen. It's Ray Allen, Denzel Washington. It's mostly good just because... Denzel Washington is a great actor and puts in a great performance. And the basketball scenes are pretty good. Denzel, they they don't let Denzel do enough to show that he's not actually that great. And obviously Ray Allen is, so they let him do a lot more to show that he is. And so it's it, it, the it's you know believable enough that I like it. And the movie's okay, it's pretty good. What 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 level? Is it that? Like, are we talking amateur, or is it trying to get into uh, the NBA, or what, what is it? Uh, Ray Allen is, like, the number one high school prospect in the country. Denzel Washington is his dad, but he's been in prison for, since he was a little, since Ray Allen was a little boy, and somehow, one of the schools that wants Ray Allen, like, uh, works a deal to get Denzel Washington out of prison for a little while to talk railing into going to their school yeah that sounds and realistic if he if he talks him into it then he gets to stay out of jail and if he doesn't then he has to go back to jail <laughs> happens all the time <laughs> <clears throat> maybe we do need criminal justice reform <laughs> flag 10 i have uh we are marshall the thunder and herd which is uh, also one of my favorite sports movies i really like we are marshall with uh, all right all right all right good so do you like this movie with your neighbor Ryan? Nah, I mean, I know. I guess I, it's not on my list. I saw it once, I think. Uh, I don't know. It was. I assume it was fine. I don't remember yeah, really and, loving it. And it, it it takes place right after uh, the plane crash kills all members of the football team, except uh, for that no, one guy. All, except for the one guy who wasn't on the plane. Think the whole everyone on the plane. He had to deal with this whole survivor's remorse and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, I think it's. I I did not see it in the theater. I remember watching it on television and um, was just surprised. I got sucked into it and and um, oh, I've seen it more times when it's on. So I I think it's a it's a good movie, very moving and well acted. I saw that guy from Lost was in another plane crash movie and I was like, all right, what's going on? Okay, Ryan Nine. The Natural, pretty good. I haven't seen it in a while. the The end is, I think, the end is great. But uh, using a, I don't know, at the beginning of the movie, they're using a. I think Robert Redford is in his fifties or in his late forties when they shot this, and he's playing his, you know, twenty year old self at the beginning of the movie, and it just seems a little ridiculous. Like, why couldn't they've just got some actor that kind of looks like mm-hmm. him? as a kid and then just some of the other things don't make a lot of sense but the the baseball's pretty good and uh, the the end I, I like that flag nine i have the rookie uh dennis quaid uh the true story about this um high school teacher and baseball coach who was in his late 30s and 
kind of suddenly discovers that uh, he can throw a, a fastball in the mid to high 90s and then gets a tryout. Is, with is it, that uh, fast? Yeah, for a, for someone who is 38. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not it's not fast for prospects who are coming up. But um, he, uh, yeah, and so he tries out. Um, and, and a left-hander that can throw right. in, in the mid-90s is a lot more valuable than a right-hander that throws yeah. in the mid-90s would be. So he gets he gets a tryout with a, a minor league team with the Tampa Bay Rays and eventually worked his way up. And I think I think the guy, I, don't, I forget the guy's name, but he, he played like a season and a half or, or something. Yeah, he was, he got... He definitely played at least one full season yeah. in the majors, and it may have been a couple, but I can't remember. But still, right. I mean, going from you know being a high school teacher to all the way to the major leagues is pretty. It's pretty crazy. Um, but Dennis Quaid is great, and kind of his relationship with his kids and his wife, because obviously he quits his teaching job to do this and sort of risk things. Um, so it's. Flag, would you quit your job at Skidmore to go uh, pitch in the major? He quit his teaching job. I thought he burned down their farm. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes, I would. Okay. Ryan, eight. Uh, hold on. Let me get back there. This app seems Friday, really efficient. Friday Night Lights. Well, let's look at something else. Friday Night Lights. High school football movie about Texas. I saw it in the theater. I liked it. It's really good. Billy Bob Thornton's pretty convincing as a co-win-it-all-cost coach. And football seems pretty good, pretty well shot. What, what is the relation between the, the movie and the show? None. Oh, okay. I mean, the obviously, it's based on the same book. This guy, Buzz Bissinger, wrote the original book. But I don't think... That, I mean, the actors aren't the same. Uh, I think they're uh, second cousins. Who? The show and the movie. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Flag, eighth. Eight, I have Rudy story of the uh, little kid from a Chicago suburb who goes to Notre Dame and tries to walk on as a, uh, a player on the football team and is, uh, is this because, fails. Is this because also you're trying story. to suck up to our Catholic listeners? Uh, no. No. Not at all. Um, but fun movie, good movie, kind of an inspiring story, good performance by Sean Austin, and also um, an early... Vince performance Vaughn. by none other than one of my high school classmates, Vince Vaughn. I think this was his first. Um, so he 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 graduated from high school and just went to Hollywood and um, you know tried to make make it work. Yeah, and I think it, this was his first. No, his which which movie came out first? This movie or Rudy or Swingers? Do you guys remember this, the movie it, Swingers? It, it, yeah, it, it was this. He hadn't okay. done Swingers because he he lied to get this part. He told them that he was like an all-state quarterback because he has to throw right. that, pa- that pass. Yeah, yeah. And and he said, oh, yeah, I, I played high. I was uh, a quarterback in high school. I was like all-state third team or something like that. <laughs> and so they, they gave him the part. And then <laughs> when they started shooting, it looked like he'd never thrown a football in his life. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually had to get a, a double to come in and actually make that throw that pass. I think he was on the football team his first couple of years in high school. I have a distinct memory of him, but he definitely was not a better player. So, That's probably where he met John Favreau because John Favreau is in this movie too. Is in Rudy. Yeah. So and, uh, so was so it's been a long it, time since I watched it. So was uh, Rudy really short? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. Probably sh much shorter than the real Rudy. And so, so that's why. Yeah, he, so wasn't the the real Rudy like actually like fairly decent athlete? Uh, and, I don't know, but anyway, entertaining movie. The real Dan Rudy or Dan Rudy Rudiger is five six, one hundred and sixty five pounds. Oh, I stand corrected. So he was He's a little dude. Yeah, he was. Wow. Uh, what are we? Seven. Uh huh. Major League. It's a uh, funny. It's a. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. I, I like it. I, I don't know. That's my number seven. I Next. feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember anything about it. A flag, your number seven? I got Bull Durham. I like Bull Durham a lot. Love especially uh, the famous scene on the uh, the meeting on the pitcher's mound where one of the assistant managers come out and they talk about uh, wedding gifts for someone. And um, <laughs> it's, uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a good performance by, what's his name, Tim, the uh, guy who plays the pitcher. Tim, Tim Robbins, except Tim for Robbins, that he can't throw a baseball, but other than that, it's a good performance. I like the scene where um, he gives away all of the the pitches His, to, yeah. the, to the catcher. <laughs> to prove a point to him, they has to yeah. listen to him. Uh, so, Ryan, you don't like Bull Durham? Not really, no. Because I mean, they're not baseball players? Because they're bad at pretending to be uh, baseball players? Well, part of it, Tim Robbins, he really, like, my entire, ever, the first time I saw this movie, like, just watching him pitch the entire movie is just agonizing. <laughs> well, is he, is he more plausible as a pitcher than Charlie Sheen in Major League? Yes, Charlie, I mean, no, he's not. Charlie Sheen played minor league baseball. Like Charlie Sheen can actually could actually, in, in Major League, Charlie Sheen was throwing, like, 85 miles an hour. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, Charlie Sheen could throw. I mean, he took. He was like uh, on the Roger Clemens HGH diet during Major League, but <laughs> <laughs> like he he like threw out his shoulder in that movie because he was trying to throw so hard. I don't but, see any entry for Charlie Sheen and baseball in his Wikipedia. There's okay, Charlie well, Sheen activism. It, there's Charlie Sheen September 11th attacks. There's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't minor league, but Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Substance I, I again, I don't care. Maybe he hasn't. Didn't he could have played or something, but he can actually throw a baseball. Okay. Uh, he's a lifelong fan of the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Oh, right. does that but, mean he's Jason's favorite actor? Probably. You know, I'm a Reds fan too, Thomas. All right, number six. Number six, right? Blue chips. Um, What's that? It's uh, Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte is <laughs> the opening scene. Nick Nolte explodes on his team at, after the game, and he's just screaming at them and cussing at his players. Nick Nolte is like the best college basketball coach in America, and uh, his whole thing is like he does everything by the book. He doesn't pay players and everything like that, and he's you know so. He's like really got a terrible temper. He's supposed to be kind of modeled after Bobby Knight, and just the the scene where he's screaming at his players in the locker room, and he's just like, every time I watch us play, I want to go home and cry. And then throws the water cooler on the ground. I, I like I like it. It's about you know college basketball corruption, which there's a lot of it. Um, Penny Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Matt Nover, who's a uh, Indiana Hoosier, and oh yeah, just graduated. He was in there, and uh, there was one other. Who was the other? There was another NBA player, but like a lot of the, a lot of the basketball is actually they just got a bunch of a bunch of 
college guys who just graduated because I think Damon Bailey is even in one scene, and so it's just like scrimmages of uh, of them playing. It's pretty good. And I'm, then, I'm going to add this to my list of movies to watch. Flag, your number six. My number six is Slapshot. Oh. Which uh, is um, this is hockey, Ryan. a movie about a sport called hockey, Ryan, where mm. people skate on ice and hold sticks. And there's a puck. Don't hear anything. Um, it seems, sounds and, like a sport right now. And so, it's a minor league. Mm-hmm. It's about a minor league hockey team that's garbage about to shut team. down. Yeah, Paul Newman is in it. Um, there are lots of random, um, funny bit parts by different actors. Um, it's, very, it's it's hysterical. Must see. Yeah, it's actually it's really good, and they have the 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 brothers on the team who do not know how to do anything else but fight. The Hanson brothers. Yeah, they put on the foil under their gloves every game, give a little more weight to their punches. Uh, Ryan, five. Uh, this app every- is really working for you. <laughs> Everybody wants some. <laughs> Everybody not- wants some. Is a uh, it's a Richard Linklater uh, film from. 2016 it's about a uh, college baseball team in the 80s it's got a lot of it's got a lot of what richard linklater does and just like the college life but also it's you know it's about a baseball team i i I really enjoyed it the base is the best baseball playing i've seen in any movie ever um they there's like like little things that i would not expect to see in a movie that are in there. And so that uh, makes me like it even more, but I recommend it. Even if you don't care about baseball, it's, it's, it's a good movie. If you like any of Richard Linklater's movies, what if I've never seen any of his movies? Should I start uh, with this one? You've never seen dazed and confused. No, no. Cause this is, it's cause this is like kind of like a dazed and confused for college a little bit, but uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. If you're not going to like, if you don't like Days and Confused or, you know, movies like that, then you might not like this either. Flag. What are we on, five? Yes. I got a movie called Without Limits. A movie about this famous um, runner named Steve Prefontaine. He's uh, a really gifted distance runner. I guess he ran like 5,000, 10,000 meters. Uh, walked uh, wildly successful at the University of Oregon right around the time that Phil Knight was inventing Nike shoes. So it's set in Oregon. I guess he was so um, successful. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 19 years old in 1970. He competed in the 72 Olympics and was, I think, expected to win, but ended up losing to a Finn. You'll be glad to know, Thomas. (laughs) Beat by a Finn. Great movie. And And just in case Chris has not seen this movie, Prefontaine dies. (laughs) <laughs> before he can run in the 76 olympics in a tragic car crash suck on that chris <laughs> ryan did you have any thoughts on without limits yeah it's actually my number two i, I don't know why I, I i like this movie so much i liked it from the very first time i saw it i like a, a lot of his ideas about sports and about like what makes people great and how he says like you know uh, Prefontaine says like talent doesn't exist you know everybody else has on that team has more talent than me and uh, you know like I, the only thing I can do is I can take more pain than anybody you've ever met I don't necessarily 
agree with him, but I like like thinking of those ideas that just like he he thinks that what he does isn't a talent when actually he's incredibly talented, but he doesn't look at himself that way. And if he did let himself uh, see himself that way, he probably wouldn't be as great as he is because he probably wouldn't work as hard. So. Right. It's a really good performance by Billy Crudup. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 he, he's great. Yeah. And he's so, yeah, he's just so willful and pigheaded about what he thinks it takes to win. And so he really has to learn through failure that, um, you know, he does need a strategy. It's not, Right, because he just, he, yeah, he doesn't believe. world class people. Yeah, he can't just sprint. He, yeah, he thinks that if you don't just take the lead from the start of the race till the end, then he says, like, that's the chicken shit way to run. And eventually, uh, Bill Bowerman has to, like, beat it into him that you can actually run faster times if you, uh, you know, don't go all out from the start. This is where I actually also start to have a list. Uh, but before I read off my number five, I figured that we should grab a short movie quote, which I should have read last week, but I forgot about it. So, so we're doing it now. <coughs> Are you guys ready? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, we did it. Uh, right, r- right there, right, right on the other side of the mountain, behind FDR. We had sex behind Mount Rushmore, and that's uh, J- Jason Schwartzman uh, in Rushmore. <laughs> One of my uh, favorite uh, scenes from the, that movie. That's from the director's cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure FDR is not on round one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just grabbed one. Oh, I don't know. That was I, the, I just that's the wrong Roosevelt. The wrong Roosevelt. <laughs> TDR. No, what's his name? Teddy. Whatever. TDR. <laughs> The former well, East Germany, like like everybody, like everybody calls him TDR. <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay, my number five, and uh, you are you're all going to hate me for this. Uh, it's a movie that I watched sometime in my youth. I guess I was fairly young. It is one of the first golf movies that I ever saw, and I really. I fell in love with uh, the fake southern accent. So the legend of Bagger Vance is what? is lovely. It is such a great movie, uh, and it Are makes you me out of your mind. No, Have... no, it makes me feel all warm and fussy every time I watch it. Did you did you close your eyes every scene that Matthew uh, or Matt Damon had to swing a golf club? Look, you just, I, I was. Did you not? Do you not look at those parts? I was so young, I had no idea what golf was. It was probably the that, first golf movie I saw. I started to throw up every time <laughs> he started to swing. <laughs> no, it, it is great. And then the last scene at the end where he just walks off, Will Smith walks off into the dark night, uh, and they have brought the cars out. It is amazing. It is really Will great. Smith has a southern accent, right? Was, that, which is like the worst southern accent in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know, you know who plays uh, Matt Damon's uh, Flame? Uh, no, Charlize. Really? Yeah. That is not a good movie. It, it is. It is amazing. So anyway, that's my number five. Uh, Ryan, four. Uh, Hoosiers. I think we already talked about this. We did. I like it. Used to like it a lot more. It's still good. Okay, you, you're from Indiana, you're excused. Flag, what's your four? I got Tin Cup as my four. The um, Kevin Costner is failed golf pro in West Texas, making his way on uh, the PGA Tour, 
um, to stick it to the uh, annoying Don Johnson. <laughs> so he wants to beat Don Johnson and steal his girlfriend with Cheech Marin as the caddy. My number four is We Are Marshall and Tin Cup slots in just above it. I, I also really like this movie. It was on my list of best movies set in Texas. Uh, yeah, Tin Cup is three for me also. Okay. okay. I have I love- Hoosiers at three, for me, so we're... Okay. Oh, my goodness. Bunching together. Okay. Uh, Ryan, two. Without limits. <laughs> okay. Uh, flag, two. My two is Moneyball. Same. My number one is Moneyball. Really? Okay, so what do you guys like about Moneyball? Uh, Everything. I read the book. The book yeah. is very good, and I think it's a reasonable adaptation of the book. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not... It's not really, I mean, Jonah, Hill, Jonah Hill's character is like, I don't know, like five different people in, into one, which right. is why, why he weighs so much. And, <laughs> uh, because I think I guess, he, uh, his, his character is mostly Paul D. Podesta, and, they, and Paul D. Podesta wouldn't let him let them use his name for the movie. And I wonder if it was just like, oh, we're going to have Jonah Hill play you. And he's like, I'm not, I don't want you to have Jonah Hill be me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I just mean that in the sense that it's a it's no. a, it's a yeah. reasonable understanding of the critique of kind of the old way of thinking about hitting and how to draft players. This new sabermetric system that yeah. uh, gets put in is, you know, so, I think they handled that pretty well. So I, and Brad Pitt is great. And, uh, and I mean, it's it, it's an Aaron Sorkin script, so it does what he does with all of his movies. It's just it's not. You know, it's based on real people, but the scenes aren't like you know, yeah, actually, actually, what happened. Yeah. So, I think Brad Pitt is great. I think everybody in it is really good. Chris Pratt, Scott Hatterberg. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I love the I love the use of statistics in sport. Uh, and there is there is this one scene uh, where he's cranking out the statistics, and you can see the the regressions and whatever else is flashing by on the screen, and you can see that they're actually using Stata, which is now uh, it's it's a bit old. That's my favorite scene in the entire movie. I also think that Moneyball was. I didn't really know anything about baseball uh, when I watched Moneyball the first time. So I didn't know what happened to the team, like if they would make it all the way or not. And so I was, I was extremely sad at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, uh, John Henry, uh, the owner of the Red Sox, is also the owner of Liverpool Football Club. So Flag, what's your number one? Wait, before we get to that, I have a question about Moneyball for Ryan. So when my favorite scene is when they're in the draft room. Yeah, and oh, Billy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Bean is asking, you know, questions about who they're going to draft, and they mention these guys that no one ever heard of, and they ask Jonah Hill, well, "Why are we taking this guy?" And every time he says, "Because he can get on base." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, um, that scene. The, the way that it portrays, though, the sort of the old guard that talk about if the guy's a five-tool player and and all that is that a overly caricatured view of. I mean, it paints a these little guys bit, but so not... stuck in their ways. Yeah, sort of... it's it's pretty. It is pretty close. I don't know anymore if it still is, but yeah, I mean, they would talk about like guy, like oh, he's got a good face. If like <laughs> if a guy wasn't, what does that mean? I, the, like they would, they like he's 
Pretty? Like they would, they would consider that as like you know he's he's like a stud or whatever, <laughs> and, and like they would talk about like oh is his girlfriend ugly or not? If his girlfriend's like, well, then he doesn't have confidence or something like that. Like they would, they would use all these things as like how to determine if a guy was going to be, a, a, you know, a great player if if they had baby fat or whatever. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want them. Um, just all these random things outside of you know what they actually did. And I, I thought they handled the Billy Bean sort of the flashbacks to his yeah that coming that, up that really, really well. Was great and the, just the way that uh, yeah. he did everything to because I mean that was the whole story is that you know scouts told him that oh you're going to be a Hall of Famer you know you're the greatest prospect we've ever seen you, you know you're you're a sure thing Hall of Famer and then you know he flamed out after a few years of playing was never really that good. And so he wanted to do basically try to evaluate players the opposite of the way he was evaluated. Right. Flag, is your number one miracle? Yes, indeed it is. Um, Ryan, two th- Ryan. garbage people are probably not old enough to even <laughs> know that this happened. But in 1980, the United States won the gold medal and beat the Soviets. In what? In in. in Hockey. See, I've I've never watched this movie because I I like it's it's an historic event, so you know the outcome, so you know that the bad guys win. So I've I've never been all that interested. <laughs> uh, great portrayal by um, great great portrayal of Herb Brooks. I love that, it. That's the name. That's the name Chris would know, right? Yes, he should. Although he's not a very good Minnesotan, <laughs> so maybe he doesn't know. Have you seen Miracle Ryan? Nope. Maybe maybe we have to arrange that. We can watch it together. Can, can I, any of you guess what my number one is? I assumed it was going to be what Flags was, but no, Mighty Ducks. No, Mighty Ducks isn't all that great. It's okay. There's got to be some Swedish sports movie out there that. No, no, it's more golf. What? What other golf movie is there? My Happy Gilmore. No, oh God, no! That that keep that garbage far away from me. Uh, unlike Happy Gilmore, this movie is actually funny. Don't know. My number one is Caddyshack. Oh, Caddyshack! It's a funny it's, movie, but I I don't I doesn't qualify as a sport. It's movie. hilarious. It's about golf. The ones that I left out that probably deserve a place uh, are the Air Bud movies. <laughs> <laughs> There are. Can you uh, rank the, their bad movies for yeah, us? Yeah, I would say, you know, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> wait a minute, eleven. I think there are eleven, but there are eleven bud movies. Eleven. Yep. Wow. Between nineteen ninety-seven and two thousand twelve, most of them are garbage. How many are straight to video? Uh, oh, I have no idea. Like all of them? Uh, I'm sure Santa Buddies was straight to video. 2009. There were two in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Buddies and Space Buddies both were released in 2009. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You gotta uh, get the space audience and the Christmas audience. <laughs> it was a good buddy year. Uh, number th- number three, uh, Air Bud World Pup. Uh, buddy plays soccer. Number two, Air Bud Spikes Back. Buddy plays volleyball. And Air Bud... The 1997 classic where he plays basketball. Um, Air Bud's seventh inning is total garbage because a dog could not play baseball. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And Air Bud, golden receiver, also stupid. He can't fit the football in his mouth, so they obviously had to, like, shrink it, put a pretend football in there. So that's stupid. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
That is really yeah. stupid. Those are our thoughts on sports movies. If you have any of your own, feel free to tweet at JVLast. Uh, and do we have any other thoughts for today's episode? Uh, I got no thoughts. I'm out of thoughts. Ryan, you're usually a cauldron of ideas. What does that mean? You? Why are you? Why are you? <laughs> why are you picking on me right now? Do, do you want me to read more? Um, I feel like I, I feel like I, I read. I feel like I have car. ideas sometimes. Yeah, you you definitely. I never said that they had to be good. All right. That's it for this time. Remember that Happy Gilmore and anything else that Adam Sandler is in is complete and utter garbage and you should be ashamed (laughs) if you watch it. Catch you all next week. I don't want to talk About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now it's history I've played all my cards And that's what you've done too Nothing more to say No more race to play The winner takes it all the loser standing small Beside the victory That's her destiny I was in your arms Thinking I belong there I figured it made sense Building me a fence garbage professor who inflates grades and cannot keep order in the classroom. Well, let- do, you want, do you want to cut that or do you want that to go out? Because that doesn't seem like something you should say. <laughs> but- what a garbage millennial using an app to rank things. So sad. Yeah, be a boomer. Use Word or whatever. What a pen and paper. <laughs> Be a boomer use word. <laughs> <laughs> I would just write shit down. <laughs> I I did a, in my mind I was like, what's a really old fashioned way of keeping track of this? <laughs>